This podcast is for informational purposes only and does not constitute legal, tax, investment, financial, or other advice. It is not intended to cause or induce breach of an existing agency agreement. The goal of this podcast since day one is to provide the best information on the Vancouver real estate market at no cost to you, the listeners. To that end, we'd like to thank the following sponsors. This podcast is sponsored by Marcon, a local family-owned and managed real estate development and construction company that's been around for nearly four decades. Marcon is not only committed to high-quality construction, but it also is making a positive impact in the communities in which it builds all across the Lower Mainland. We want to highlight two incredible Marcon projects. Elmwood, a 38-story tower located at Burquitlam's most important intersection, Como Lake Avenue and Clark Road. This landmark tower will feature 335 condominiums, over 37,000 square feet of office and retail space, and almost 20,000 square feet of amenity space. Elmwood has been incredibly popular with 80% sold currently, but they still have a great selection of junior one-bedroom all the way to three-bedroom homes remaining. Check out markon.ca slash Elmwood for more. And Matt, we are also excited about Sone House, Markon's newest community in West Coquitlam. With 165 homes ranging from junior one beds to three beds, Sone House offers the perfect West Coast aesthetic with a more nuanced Nordic-inspired design. Register today at markon.ca slash Sonehouse. That's S-O-E-N-H-A-U-S. Or you can learn more at markon.ca or follow them at Instagram at markonhomes. Markon, building for life. Hello? 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 This is the Vancouver Weather State Podcast. And welcome back to Vancouver Real Estate Podcast. I'm your host, Adam Scalina. And I'm your other host, Matt Scalina. And Matt, today we're going south of the border. That's right. Down Washington Way. Down Washington Way. Yeah, we've got Doug Allen. He's the VP of Operations for Burrard Group. So Burrard Group is uh, one of those companies that probably needs no introduction in Vancouver. That's right. Um, but it's a North American-wide real estate development company. Um, started in Vancouver. Started in Vancouver, headquarters in Vancouver, but they're developing uh, basically all over North America. All over North, primarily, I think down the West Coast, but yeah, they're 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 huge. Exactly, and and Doug's a great guy. He's a great guest, and he's he's going to be talking about his top reasons why you should consider Seattle as an investment opportunity. Now, this is kind of an interesting one for the Vancouver Real Estate Podcast, but Doug makes some really compelling cases for why Seattle right now, the Seattle market and the political climate and the economic outlook yeah. all kind of factor into making Seattle a very attractive place to put your money if it's, you're if it's you're very not compelling on it, Vancouver. It's a compelling interview and uh you, you can't talk to Doug and not see the opportunity in Seattle. And also we've got clients of ours that uh well I, I'm thinking of one client in particular who just bought a house in Seattle and man, the bidding wars, and uh, he had the bullion offer, uh, yeah. and, no, I and it, a, it sounds like Vancouver actually about two and a half, three years ago in the detached, it's in actually the detached interesting. market. I have a client uh, who you don't know, Adam, but who grew up in Burnaby, who bought a house in Seattle, yeah, four or five years ago, and it's like he's the story that he tells is very much mimics the uh, the arc of Vancouver. 
but a couple years behind. Yeah. Um, the other thing we should mention is Doug talks on the Vancouver Presale Condos podcast about their project in Seattle, Nexus, which is kind of a, a building that looks like it should be in Vancouver. Really architecturally stunning uh, building. Three rotating squares, Matt. He actually describes it better than me. I'm gonna I'm gonna leave yeah, that leave. to leave it to Doug because that did not three rotating. That sounded squares. terrible. God, well, sales well, sales is my specialty. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's a 389 unit, 41 story condo in downtown Seattle. It is phenomenal. It's a beautiful building, and it's it's actually a really exciting. It, it, you're right. It's architecturally, it's beautiful. Yeah, Seattle's exciting for a number of reasons in this project too. But uh, maybe we shouldn't steal Doug's thunder. Yeah, we'll wait for Doug. But before we get to that, Matt, it is hot in my house, and it's also uh, hot in Vancouver. It is hot in this uh, in our podcast studio right now. Yeah, but I'm not complaining, man. This was. Uh, this is, I've been waiting for this for months. Yeah, and you know what? It, I, th- I feel like this has been one of the longest winters. I usually don't suffer from uh, seasonal affective disorder, but right. this year was my first you year. definitely did this year, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I was feeling it. But it's, Moody. And, and you know what? I, I noticed last week we had a really beautiful week, and we're coming off like one of the nicest weekends ever. This city is is beautiful even under clouds, but it is amazing when it's hot outside yeah like this, this is right? you do not want to leave vancouver now do not go away this summer we got a couple months here enjoy it get to the beach absolutely and the opens were actually uh you know i've been speaking to a lot of agents after the weekend it sounds like the opens were quite slow um even for new listings competitive listings and i think largely weather is so key in for people when they decide to look at real estate right i mean you get the motivated out but people that are kind of casually looking or, or learning the market they're at the beach yeah i mean we had uh we had pretty good turnouts this weekend but uh i it was father's day on sunday i i went to the beach myself yeah and uh there's no place i would have rather been happy father's day by the way thank you thank yeah. you very much yeah I, I, to all uh, the dads out there to all the dads happy father's day <laughs> um and Matt, we should actually quickly bring up that we've got two super exciting episodes coming. We've got one with Scott Brown, who's the president and CEO of Fifth Avenue Real Estate Marketing. Yeah, and that's a, the massive project marketing firm. And Scott is a very compelling guest. So tons oh, of useful information there. Super. That was that was a really, really great interview with, uh, with Scott. And you'll take a lot away from yeah. it as well. And then also, uh, we got had a lot of people who reached out last week. We had Brad Lamb. Uh, real coup for this uh, well-established podcast. Yeah, that's what they say. Um, a real coup for this well-established podcast. Yeah, exactly. It was it was great having Brad on, and uh, so many people got in touch to just you know share that they loved the episode. They also people looking for the book. We've decided that we're going to basically summarize the book for you. We're going to read it, Brad's pamphlet for you, <laughs> page page by page. But we're also going to apply it to the Vancouver market and and show how useful it can actually be. So stay tuned for that because you'll learn so much in that episode. Yeah, and you know what? And I say pamphlet kind of jokingly, but it's 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 you a know, booklet. It's but a Brad, 30, 35 pages. He said that himself. Yeah, he said booklet. Yeah, but, it, but it's very useful. And the other thing, Adam, is we've been talking. We're going to get back on the tools a little bit more. Does that mean we're going to sell real estate again? What 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 do you what do you mean back on the tools? <laughs> oh, the first love, the podcast. Yeah, oh, yeah. we're going to we're we got some episodes lined up here. I think we're doing some interesting stuff over the next couple months. Yeah, so I think what you mean by that is we're planning on doing like former episodes um, we are starting to do some where we, we get back into our own investment advice, sales advice, and there's the market has shifted slightly. 
there's new ways to look at this market, and we're going to talk about uh, the best ways to buy and sell real estate in the present market. That's exactly exciting. right. So stay tuned for all that. But hey, without further ado, maybe we should cut to the chase here. Yeah, let's get to our interview with Doug Allen from Berard Group. Super interesting episode. Enjoy. Enjoy. Okay, so we're here with Doug Allen, Vice President of Operations at Berard Group. How are you doing, Doug? Good, thanks. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Yeah, thanks for taking the time. Uh, so, Doug, maybe can you start by uh, telling us a little bit about yourself? Sure. I, uh, I, I grew up in Vancouver and spent all of my school years through high school here. Uh, did a four-year stint in Montreal at McGill University. Um, studied accounting and, and finance. So I, I'm a numbers guy, so I came back to Vancouver after McGill and articles for my, my CA at, at Ernst & Young and uh, moved to the North Shore and had a, a couple of uh, kids. And so I've, uh, I've only recently moved into the, into the real estate industry over the last two years. So I'm, my focus is, is on the numbers side, side of things. But um, Interesting. It's been a, yeah. And, and so you're, you're the uh, Vice President of Operations at Burrard Group. Can you tell us a little bit about Burrard Group? Sure. Barack Group is a family-owned company uh, founded in the late 1970s in, in California and San Francisco, where the company did a lot of office, hotel, multifamily projects in Northern California, and then subsequently moved up to British Columbia, where we formed our headquarters here at the Barard Building in downtown Vancouver. And we've had a focus on master plan communities around golf courses. We've done um, a lot of commercial space, over a million square feet of commercial space, um, so a little bit of everything. It's a very entrepreneurial business, you know, a private company, so um, very opportunistic from that perspective, which makes it very exciting in that um, we do all kinds of different things. Excellent, excellent. And we were actually just talking off, off air here about Eugenia Place, which is one of the more iconic buildings in, uh, in the city's West End with the tree on top. That was, that was one of your projects from the 90s, I believe. That's right. That's right. Yes, it's uh, it's been in the news recently around the tree finally need, needing to be replaced, but uh, oh, certainly right. one of the more iconic buildings on, in the West End. Excellent, excellent. So we wanted to have you on today, Doug, uh, because you guys are selling Nexus, uh, a building in the East Village in Seattle. Um, I believe it's it's over forty stories, and uh, it's got a really interesting look to it. It's almost. Um, it's all, it, it looks to be almost as iconic as a building as, um, uh, you know, like a Vancouver house or so. It might actually change the skyline uh, in Seattle. Can you talk a little bit about that, that building, that project? Absolutely. Um, so Nexus is a 41-story, you're right, condo tower in downtown Seattle. It's 389 units. So it's scheduled for completion next year. And, and it, is, it is an architecturally striking design. It gets a lot of remarks for its unique architectural design with four uh, seemingly rotating cubes on top of a, a podium. So it, it's, uh, it's a pretty fantastic icon. It's, it's been a lot of fun to see the market evolve down there. It's been very much a apartment-focused real estate market. So for us to come in, into the market with a condo product uh, has been very interesting to see how, how the market reacts. Um, but the, the building has been go- going very well. We're over 90% pre-sold now at this stage. Um, so we're very excited about the market and the project. And can you maybe talk a little bit about that? We've had uh, we've had guests on in the past talking about why 
the Seattle market, why it makes more sense to, to build apartments. And obviously there was some press, I think it was uh, towards the end of last year, about why, why Seattle builds apartments and Vancouver builds condos. Why, why did you guys decide to, to kind of go against the grain and, and uh, why does it make more sense to build a condo um, in Seattle over an apartment building? Yeah, if you look if you look back over, you know, Seattle downtown core multifamily deliveries over the last decade, it's interesting. You see actually zero condos being delivered between 2010 and 2014, and uh, and even now, looking into the next five years, you know, you're kind of in that 90% of multifamily constructions coming out as apartment. Um, and and the reason that a lot of people point to is around Washington State condo law. So it's a it's a very consumer focused law, and and it ultimately results in um, what is perceived as more risk to developers, um, and, and that's due to things like um, low earnest money deposit requirements. Developers um, can basically take up to five percent earnest money as, as liquidated damages, um, and there's also a, a post completion statute period where an HOA has the ability to come back to the developer to sue for for defects and and Many developers see these condo developments as, as these risks of lawsuits, as there's an expectation of contingency-based attorneys potentially coming to the, the HOA at the end of these statute periods and, and, and bringing, to the, the, uh, bringing these lawsuits against developers. So, you know, it, it's, it's hard to see um, what this cycle will bring at this point. There's really only been some condos delivered in 2015, 2016. Um, we're the only project delivering in 2019. So we haven't seen this new phase of condos get through their six-year statute period yet, um, and and you know who knows maybe maybe in the last cycle there was there was reason for those lawsuits maybe the quality wasn't there not not sure but um, there's certainly a, a an economic reason for condos from our perspective now, if you look at Seattle it's it's got some of the strongest economic fundamentals in, in the United States I mean if you just drive through downtown Seattle, you see Amazon, Starbucks, Google, Facebook, Expedia. You know, these are some of the largest Fortune 500 companies in the United States, and, and, they're, and they're paying really good wages to these um, technology developers um, who, who want that downtown lifestyle. They're, they're paid well. They have significant restricted share unit bonuses that they're sitting on. So, so wealth is being created, and, and there's a bit of a, a, a trend towards this downtown living. And when you look at rents right now at north of $4 a square foot and you have evaluated against the interest rate environment, the math starts to make sense pretty quickly on, on home ownership. So we, we try to tap into that uh, with Nexus. Uh, 73% of our units are, are one bedroom or smaller. So we were going after that millennial crowd um, and it's been quite successful. And you see other, other projects now um, looking at, hey, should we even convert from apartment to condo? Uh, because I think that there's an insatiable demand in, in the city. The, the job growth is just is just staggering. You're seeing tens of thousands of, of new jobs being created that are high-paying uh, professional jobs in, in, in downtown Seattle. So it, it's exciting from just a pure economic fundamental perspective, but you also see the city itself um, really in the midst of an overhaul of the downtown core in terms of its attraction as a place to live. Um, you see things like the waterfront viaduct um, right on, on the, the western shore of downtown is being torn down in favor of an underground tunnel. So the city wants to see their waterfront be more kind of walkable, green, 
a more attractive place to be, much like Vancouver's seawall. They're looking at, at you know things like bringing an NHL hockey team down there. They're looking at a new convention center, new new light rail transit. So it's really making downtown more accessible and trying to address this terrible traffic on on I five, which is just brutal for commuters. Right. Hey everyone, pardon the interruption. We just want to take a quick minute to thank the following sponsors who make this show possible. We want to take a minute to tell you about Holy House, a nonprofit organization that provides community building programs and tenant support services to low-income seniors, veterans, families, and vulnerable residents in the downtown east side and across the lower mainland. Melissa from our team has been volunteering at Holy House. Melissa, what's been your experience? Honestly, it's been so fulfilling just to spend a few hours a week in the community and watch how the staff really transforms these vulnerable communities from the inside out, starting with just small things, right? Playing games, drinking coffee, having some simple conversations that you wouldn't necessarily think are super fulfilling. And you come out just feeling like you've really made an impact and connected with the community. And you've been to multiple buildings, but you're playing games, drinking coffee. Yeah, you know, serving food sometimes. And you made some friends along the and way. And I've made some friends along the way. It's really helped me be more present, actually, in those moments of just, you know, realizing how simple life can be to make an impact, right? Fantastic. And if you want to learn more, you can definitely check out Jenny Conkin, co-founder of Holy House, who is a past guest fan favorite on the show, or head over to holyhouse.ca where you can donate or volunteer, and they're looking for both donations, and they definitely like volunteers. That's holyhouse.ca. Vancouver needs your help. Be part of the solution. We are also sponsored by Oakland Realty. This is our real estate brokerage, best brokerage in the city, hands down. If you are in the industry, a new agent, an aspiring agent, somebody just looking to make a change, new culture, new energy, new resources, head over to oakland.com slash join, type in VRP 2020. That's oakland.com slash join, type in VRP 2020. Not only do you get to meet Michael Morgan and the gang, the big wigs over at Oakland, you get a huge incentive for first going to oakland.com slash join, typing in VRP 2020. And so, and we, we've heard uh, countless examples of, of how the detached market has just been, uh, you know, uh, frothy and and overheated for the last well for for the last several years uh in seattle but even more so just in the past year it's been it's been um increasing at at extreme rates um is, is the condo market like the seattle is there a lot of demand for condos right now it's it's incredible i mean i, I think that the, the market is um just struggling with the supply and demand fundamentals you know if, if you see any new product on the market that's un- under a million dollars for condos, it- it'll be, it'll be nabbed up so quickly. You know, these, these uh, pre-sale events that occur, you're seeing similar, um, you know, lineups overnight, people camping out to get a chance to buy these condos because you're, you're literally seeing less than 500 new units being delivered each year of condo downtown versus several thousand of, of apartment. So there's really just, there aren't enough units being delivered. So, the demand is massive, for sure. So I, I think once that risk-reward ratio becomes more clear over the next few years, I think you'll see um, a shift. And, and make, perhaps it, it will be the end of the apartment cycle and the beginning of the condo cycle in Seattle. Interesting. So, so we started we started on Nexus in 20, 2015 looking at um, a reservation um, 
program where we took non-binding deposits to gauge market interest, and we had significant success there, and we moved, moved to pre-sales. And uh, people who, who were early on in the reservation process have seen significant, significant equity gains on, on their pre-sales. Hmm. And so who, who's buying in Seattle right now for the condo market? Is, are, are they mostly end users, investors? It's a little bit of both, for sure. We're seeing more end users than investors in our building. Um, as I mentioned, we're, we're right in the core of, of downtown Seattle near South Lake Union. So we're walkable to, you know, the 60-acre Amazon campus. Um, so I, I think a, a, lot of our, a lot of our buyers are those um, younger tech workers that are looking for um, efficient space where they have great amenities, where they can walk to work. They don't need to worry about cars and the I-5 and having a whole bunch of stuff. And it's just efficient downtown living. Um, you're also seeing some of the investor capital that um, perhaps is, is shifting from up here in BC down to Seattle. So seeing some of that um, East Asian and Asian capital um, in the building, but it's it's very much um, a lot of people who are who are looking to live and work downtown Seattle. Hmm. And and can you give us a sense of of prices? I mean, in in Vancouver now, any new construction is is well over a thousand bucks a foot, generally speaking. It, where is Seattle at in terms of uh, price points and and Nexus specifically? Yeah, so Seattle is just cresting over that thousand dollars a square foot range as of now. If you look at new projects that are coming online in downtown, they're they're going to be averaging eleven hundred, eleven fifty a square foot. Um, Nexus, of course, as I mentioned, pre-sold you know a year up to two years ago, so we were we were less than that, probably in the eight to nine hundred square foot average range. But certainly, you know, our our project perhaps is is an example for other developers and and uh, prices are are increasing at double digit per year rates. Right. And again, it's just it's just it's just the supply when you have. Seattle is a city creating 45,000 new jobs a year and condo supply coming online is 500 a year. Wow. Yeah, that makes sense. And then of course the detached market, uh, the, the entry level price point is, is very high from what we understand. It's, it's getting up there. I mean, you, you can still get detached homes and, you know, Queen Anne and, and, and neighboring um, suburbs for under a million dollars. So I, I think uh, it's going to take a bit more time for people to um, get their heads around million dollar condos. But we've seen it, we've seen it happen in Vancouver. And I don't see why it wouldn't happen down there where people just want the lifestyle. It's not all about the dollars and cents. Eventually, if you have a downtown core, that is an amazing place to, to raise a family and to be for nightlife and, and lifestyle, then I think you'll see a lot more dollars pour into condos downtown. Well, it makes sense because, I mean, what we see in Vancouver is the, you know, millennials and the baby boomers want pretty much the same thing. They're willing to sacrifice space uh, for location and for amenities, right? Right. Uh, you know, we're still, we're still trading at a significant discount to Vancouver. I mean, if you, if you look at, a, as you mentioned, a, a new presale, a new construction in a high-end condo in Vancouver, you're probably north of $2,000 per square foot. I would imagine in some of the, the higher end ones, you're right. $3,000 a square foot. Whereas at, at Nexus, you can get a penthouse, 10 foot ceiling, 40th floor, uh, beautiful unit for 
maybe $1,400 a square foot. And these are like our highest end, top end mm-hmm. units. So um, we're, we're still trading significant discount to Vancouver and a significant discount to our other comparable in the United States, which is San Francisco. We're, we're there north of $2,000 a square foot as well for new construction. Sure. So we, we, we just see so much strength in Seattle in terms of job growth and economics and lifestyle and, and the way the city is really encouraging this live-work environment downtown that um, it's a very exciting market for us to continue to grow our business. So so why do you... Uh, so? I guess why is Seattle and and the U.S. so attractive to Canadian investors, in your opinion? So as a as a CA, I, I, I'm really focused on numbers and economics and tax environment. So um, there's there's no kind of buyer paid um, property transfer tax. There's certainly no things like empty homes tax or foreign buyers tax down there. And one of the, the most powerful things from an investment perspective, if you're buying income properties in the United States, is they have a program called the 1031 like-kind exchange, where you can defer capital gains taxes indefinitely if you continue to replace uh, investment properties that you sell with new ones, if you keep your capital invested um, in the United States. So that has an incredible ability to grow your compound returns over time. Um, and it's, it's really, I think a lot of people look at investing in the U.S. as this somewhat scary endeavor where, the, you know, the IRS gets involved and you file tax returns in the United States. And that's true, but um, it's actually quite a simple process where, yes, you file your U.S. tax return, but the treaty between the two countries allows you to essentially um, have your U.S. taxes paid refunded on your Canadian tax return. So you end up, you end up just paying um, your Canadian tax um, there's sometimes a time lag, but it's it's really quite a simple um, uh, process to for Canadians to invest in the United States. Mm-hmm. So I I just think you know there's Canada has a lot of built up equity, and certainly in Vancouver and Toronto where where people have have uh, built up a lot of equity in their homes, and you keep hearing stats like Vancouver has 350 billion dollars of, of home equity in the market. I think there's a lot of people there who maybe have a lot of eggs in one basket, and and a, a great Fundamentally strong city like Seattle is a good opportunity to diversify portfolios. Right, right. Um, just thinking, uh, thinking out loud here uh, about how many apartments have have been built uh, over the past year, a few years in Seattle. It, what are the rents like, and has has how's the vacancy rate for investors interested in Seattle? Yeah, so it, it's you know between. Three and five thousand apartments are being delivered annually in, in downtown Seattle, and it, you know we, we keep thinking the market's going to be oversupplied. The market's going to be oversupplied, but your, your Amazons and your Googles and your Facebooks—they just continue to hire at rapid rates, so the, the buildings keep keep getting full. I, th- I think 2018, 2019 may finally be the year where um, you see a little bit of, of softness in apartments. The, the rates are definitely north of four dollars a square foot. In Seattle right now, U.S., wow. so you're, you're looking at $2,000 a month for a, a 500-square-foot apartment, um, which is, you know, it's one of the reasons, as I mentioned, that, that home ownership becomes so attractive. If you're paying $2,000 a month, um, that, that affords you quite a substantial mortgage, especially in, in the U.S., where mortgage interest is deductible, property taxes are deductible for tax purposes. So the math starts to work out, and I, I think as, as more condo product becomes available and people start doing the math on their 30-year fixed-rate mortgages at sub-5% interest rate, 
um, homeownership becomes pretty attractive. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and for investors, it sounds like the cap rates are, are are better than what you would achieve in Vancouver. They're yeah, they're comparable. They're, they're <laughs> comparable. Yeah. Right, yeah. Right. Ah, interesting. So. So, uh, Doug, how can people find out more about Berard Group and uh, the projects that you guys are working on and Nexus specifically? You can look us up on our website, uh, berard.com, and, and we've got uh, a project website for Nexus, uh, which is nexusseattle.com. Um, at this point in, in the Nexus sales cycle, we, we only have about 30 units remaining in the building, and, and really what, what we have now is our our most beautiful views, highest story, two, three bedroom units. So we're, we're looking at uh, starting prices for, for Nexus at this point of 1.2 million up to about 2.5 million. Um, but again, the economics are, are there. And, and I, I just, I can't help but think in the future we might see growth akin to Vancouver. So I, I think that the investment decision is, is there, the thesis. Um, but certainly, um, we are we are still for sale, so please come and, and visit our sales center in Seattle and Belltown and, and view our, our our demonstration suite and come see what we have to offer. Our building is is quite unique in, in that we uh, have tried to innovate the way the building uh, functions as a community. So we have we have two entire stories of uh, amenities for our our owners. And that's things like demonstration kitchens and co-working and dog runs and media rooms and outdoor barbecue terraces. And it's, it's really fantastic as, a, as an amenity-rich building. And uh, it also has, um, and it will have, an incredible technology package as well. We're working with a, a California tech company to come up with a, uh, an integrated app for the building, which allows people to create this sharing economy and have things like smart door locks and smart package lockers and and things like that. So it's going to be a pretty exciting, you know, very tech-oriented, very Seattle-designed um, building. So I invite people to come and check it out and see what they think. Sounds incredible. Well, thanks a lot for taking the time today, Doug. No problem. Thanks for having me. So there you have it, folks, our discussion with Doug Allen, VP of Operations over at the Burrard Group. Yeah, really excited about the project Nexus that Doug's talking about and about the future of Seattle. Sounds amazing. Really great points. And also, um, we just had Doug on our Vancouver pre-sale condos podcast, also available on iTunes and available on our site. So if you haven't listened to that and you want to learn more about Nexus or other pre-construction yeah. condos, I go check that you, out. encourage you to go check out that episode and also get in touch. I yeah. Mean, we not only have... Uh, all the VIP information about the project. We have a very good relationship with Burrard Group and with Doug himself. Absolutely. We are like this. You can't see it, but I'm crossing my eyes. You should get that checked out. I think you mean your fingers. No, no, I do it differently. Anyways, (laughs) what else do we got this week? Well, we're up to 163 reviews, Adam. This almost feels like our reviews are taken off on their own. It's I cannot all, believe it. Engine. Every time it's I like check, there's a new review. And so you know, exciting. We read them all, and uh, I, I just sit there refreshing reviews all day now. I know. This no, is it's, exciting. It, it's really exciting. Thanks so much, everyone. Really helps the podcast grow. That you is know, actually the one of the number one things, other than getting in touch, that you can do. To, if, if you're learning something from this podcast, and if you enjoy what we're doing, and you want to support us, 
get over to iTunes and give us a review or review us on Google. We really appreciate it. And really, that's the best way to help us grow this podcast and, and make sure absolutely. that we can still continue to do this thing. Yeah. yeah. And some would say as a token of our appreciation, we have a website with many useful research tools research. over at VancouverRealEstatePodcast.com. Adam, we have PCS. PCS, Matt, if you are not using PCS, you are standing still while the rest of us power walk by. You get sold prices, you get days on market, realtor level information, and updated 36 to 72 hours before public MLS. I say this all the time, but it is true. If you are looking at Vancouver real estate without using PCS, you are doing it wrong. We also have a mobile app. Picture this, Matt. You're rollerblading on the seawall. Yeah. You're coming down right by Marina Side and Davie, and you look up and you see these beautiful towers, and you think, Oh, yeah. Yeah, maybe I could live here. Pull out your mobile app. And then you realize, wow, actually, I can't can't. afford to live here. (laughs) But you know what? That's the beauty of this mobile app. It is realtor-level information on the go. Absolutely. You just point. It shows you the listings available. And maybe you can't afford it. And maybe you'll want to get in touch. And maybe you'll want to write an offer. But Matt, how can people get in touch? If that is actually the case with you, give me a shout anytime, 778-847-2854, or email me at matt at vancouverrealestatepodcast.com. And even if that isn't you, please do get in touch. Absolutely. Or you can try me at 778-866-4574 or adam at vancouverrealestatepodcast.com. We also have that nonpartisan line. Info at vancouverrealestatepodcast.com. Well, thanks again, guys, for tuning in. Enjoy the weather, and we'll see you next week. Subscribe today.